Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Six eleven here on News Radio ninety two three. So Jake's car broke. I can't work my computer right. <laughs> Happy morning. Hey, good news. Yeah. Good news. I have yeah. good news for you. Okay. You know your, your car's on the side of the road on Highway ninety eight. Yep. At least it's not on fire on I one ten. Oh, that's good. Saw that yesterday. Oh, oh we, yeah. were, we, <laughs> we were we were we uh, were going to our last day of dog training. Uh, we've been our, our dogs, even though they are you know mature now, we decided that we'd take them in for some training and uh, went over to Pace because. Uh, uh, lady that was recommended there, BB at PetSmart, and she's awesome, by the way. Uh, we took them there for last day, and they graduated. But, you know, on the way there, we're driving over the overpass on Creighton to 110, and I look over, and my wife's like, there's a car on fire. <laughs> I'm like, what? So I look over, and, you know, you don't have a lot of time to react to something like that. My first impulse was, you know, get a photo to send into the newsroom because they were on the air. So I called him and said, I'm like, y'all know about the car fire on 110? He's like, yeah, we got it. I'm like, all right, cool, moving on, you know, just – Go about your business. Nothing to see here. 437-1620. Oh, my goodness. The things that are going on right now, amazing. Um, the referendum on term limits, I told you that that's coming. The change in the term limits bill looks like it's going to be that each county is going to vote on a referendum to figure this one out. Um, also, interesting stuff in this trial, the Pam Childers trial. I I really wanted to go watch this trial on Monday. This is the Escambia County Commissioner's 401A or ICMA program. This is the really, really, really sweet retirement plan that they have. But, okay, and it's I think it's essential to mention this anytime we talk about it. This plan that uh, Robert Bender was the first to opt into because he sort of inadvertently discovered that it was going to pay really well. And then when he was getting so much money going into his retirement account that it showed up on his financial statements, that's when Commissioner Stephen Barry said, wait, what now? <laughs> I want to be a part of this. And Lumen May, same thing. I want to be a part of this. I didn't even realize, even though he's like a, what is he, an accountant or a financial planner? I always forget exactly what Stephen Barry's job, but it's in, it's in that realm, right? But he didn't understand this well enough to opt into it originally, even though it was available to him. And then, of course, he said, this is ancient history at this point, but it's still relevant to, you know, all the things that are going on. And then he said, whoa, the human resources people, they didn't even tell me about this. The county didn't even tell me about this option. They kind of waved me off of this. And I think that the county ought to pay me all the money that they haven't put into my account to the tune of $250,000. So he went to like the ethics commission with the county attorney and asked him for permission to vote to give himself a quarter of a million dollars in this, this whole thing. 
uh, as opposed to, for example, as a private citizen, suing the county and asking them to pay and demanding that they pay and engaging in litigation, you know, like a normal person does. Uh, but no, he was sitting, he was literally going to vote for himself to pay himself as an employee, as a county commissioner. Him and Lumen, okay? Uh, then that kind of became a public scandal and spectacle, rightly so. And we all said, you're going to do what now? And I said, well, okay. Well, then we're just going to opt into this program. And that's when Pam Childers said, you know, this is an awful lot of money for county commissioners to be able to vote to take. That seems an awful lot like giving yourself a pay raise, even though it's retirement pay. I think I'm not going to pay for this. And the county said, you have to. You're the clerk. And she's like, I don't have to. That's what the clerk does. <laughs> it's, you know, make sure you don't do something illegal. And they said, but you have to. It's a state law. And she says, we'll see. So they went to court. And in the, you know, two-day trial, which, by the way, was very quick, I, w- I really wanted to go see Stephen Barry's testimony. I really did. It wasn't streamed. Um, Studio 850 was with me at American Magic, so we, you know, neither one of us was able to be there. Jim Little went, thank God. Apparently the only member of the media who went, and uh, Jim didn't record it, which is annoying to me, but you know, I love Jimmy does good reporting for the PNJ. And in the two days of covering this, you know, he says that in the first day, um, Stephen Barry is getting pressed by Ed Fleming. That was the lawyer for Pam Childers. Oh, but, I, you know, I should explain this. The reason there was some fighting over this, and not everybody knows this history, I'm sorry, um, the the county pays money to you if you're an employee. It pays, uh, I think it's 3% goes into the state-run pension plan, the FRS, the Florida Retirement System. But there's this whole, I don't know, algorithm, formula, whatever, that also pays into that system to support existing retirement funds that it's underfunded. And depending on what kind of an employee you are, whether you're, for example, a state representative or a county commissioner or, you know, worker for ECUA or whatever, there's there's all different kinds of, uh, again, percentages that go in. And so the way it works, like for, um, you know, Jeff Bergosh or Mike Kohler, okay, is they get 3% into the, well, I guess Mike's in it. I don't know. I could be lumping him in there and I could be wrong. Um, but uh, the way it was working for Stephen Barry before he tried to change it was 3% was going to him, and then the other, it's like 50% or something, um, 47%, was going to the state, to the state system. This ICMA allows him to take all of that himself into his retirement account. And this is the important point I mentioned before. It doesn't cost the county more money. The county either gives money into the retirement system directly for the commissioner, or they give a small amount into the retirement for the commissioner, and then the bulk of it goes to support the bloated inadequately funded state retirement system um, and it helps other employees basically. So this doesn't cost the county any extra money, but it does benefit the commissioners massively. And it is available to all your senior level employees too. And it's a great recruiting tool because you say, hey, we're going to give you a hundred grand. And by the way, you're going to get 50 grand a year into your retirement plan. Sweet, huh? <laughs> yeah, it is. Anyway, so that's kind of the backdrop. Um, he got asked by Ed Fleming in uh, you know testimony yesterday, Stephen Barry did, you know, what is the public purpose for commissioners being allowed to participate in this? Because it makes sense as a public purpose for senior level managers to participate in this because it's a recruiting tool. You know, um, we can get better employees if we offer them a really, really sweet retirement plan. Um, and he says, well, what's the reason for, for example, a commissioner to get this? And his answer, according to the PNJ, I don't know exactly what you're getting at. <laughs> well, if you're going to spend money, there ought to be a public benefit. What is the public benefit? You don't have to like recruit 
county commissioners. They're running for office anyway. You don't have to sweeten the pot for them. So anyway, lots of other stuff. It ended quickly, and now we're going to have follow-up arguments from the lawyers, I guess. They're going to submit blind closing arguments, so they both get to re- they don't get to see what the other person does, and then they're going to be able to submit blind responses to each other. It's just weird. It's Okaloosa County. That's where the trial is going. I don't know the outcome of it because I don't know what the actual law says about this. I think that's the real question, but um, we will see. 618 on News Radio 92.3. Jake's got traffic for us. Jake? All right. We're looking good out there on our roadways. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre. No accidents reported there. If you're coming out of Milton this morning on Highway 90 through Pace, nothing slowing you down. Chase Street, Gregor Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear. If you do see anything out there slowing us down, let me know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Hey, if you've got heating, air conditioning, plumbing, or electrical work that needs to be done, Peden will take care of you. They're going to be professional. They're going to show up on time. They're going to uh, do the work right the first time with good quality products. That's what's made them so successful all these years, and that's what's making them grow right now. In fact, they have been expanding their territory tremendously. Even in the relatively short time that I've been talking about them, they have expanded into Baldwin County, now expanded into Mobile County. Uh, they have expanded to the east. They you know, have gone all the way to Tallahassee. So basically, the entire central time zone. If you're in the central time zone, you can call Peden for anything that you need, AC, heating, plumbing, electrical. You get a free tanked water heater right now with a new uh, air conditioning system purchase, and they are hiring. Uh, hiring in all kinds of categories. And if you know somebody or you are somebody who does any of this stuff really, really well, again, you got to live to their standards. That's what they have. Uh, then call them. It might be a pretty sweet gig for you. Find out more or schedule an appointment at Peden, P-E-A-D-E-N.com. Got a bug problem or worse, a rodent situation? Insect makes pest control for your home easy and effective. First, Insect thoroughly inspects the problem and provides you with a free estimate and a treatment plan. Then once on the job, Insect identifies, targets, and eliminates common household pests, including rodents, roaches, ants, and fleas with guaranteed results. Insect's professionally trained technicians will safely and effectively eliminate pests inside and outside, while also taking preventative steps to stop other pests from infesting your home. Afterwards, a report with pictures will be emailed to let you know what was found and the work that was performed. To make it even easier, Insect offers annual and quarterly pest control services to stop pests from infesting your home. Guaranteed. Outside, inside, from inspection to treatment to follow-up. Insect Pest and Lawn makes whole home protection safe and easy. Just say no to bugs. Join the Insect family today online at insect.net. That's E-N-S-E-C dot The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like CMEX Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Delicious seafood is what you'll find at David's Catfish House. David's Catfish serves only the best Mississippi catfish, fresh Gulf seafood, and delicious homemade sides. Weekday specials include two times Tuesday, six free shrimp added to the six-piece dinner. Wednesdays offer lunch basket specials and everyone's favorite, Shrimp-tastic Thursday, five bucks off all-you-can-eat shrimp. Serving fresh seafood daily. Visit David's Catfish House on Dogwood Drive in Milton and New Warrington Road in Pensacola. See you at David's. 
News Radio 92.3 gets you live programming every day from 5 a.m. until 7 p.m. on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. It's over, Johnny. It's over. Nothing is over. Nothing. You just don't turn it off. Spider-Man and Freeze in full effect. Uh-huh. You ready, Ron? I'm ready. You ready, dude? I'm ready, Slick. Are you? Oh, yeah. Take it down. Girl, I must warn you. We do our own marketing in-house. Uh, we do um, our own streetlight company. We have our own management company. We do charrettes as well. But here's what I think we bring to the table that's going to be different than most. We think a community like this needs an iconic entry, a memorable point that when you come in, you look at it and go, oh my gosh. So on the one hand, I like what Rob Aarons from Metro Development was saying about OLF8 and partnering with uh, um, Fred Hammer and the, what are they called? Beulah Town Center, I think is the name of their organization. Uh, I, I, it all sounds good. The stuff that they do sounds amazing. Like the variety of things, the local flo- focus on everything. And at first I was like, oh, an iconic entrance. I love that. And then I'm like, well, okay, but that's just lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if the thing itself is great, you won't miss there not being an entrance. And if the thing itself isn't great, having a aha entrance, isn't really going to solve that problem is what rob calls my 30 seconds of awe you pull in you need to be wowed for 30 seconds i don't want to inundate you with anything other than just that great experience so i don't know i i was jaded on hearing that but i like the idea like it's not that i disagree it just seemed like you know the one thing that makes us different is uh we're going to build you an entrance arch like Okay, but obviously there's a lot of other things that make this company that's kind of partnering with Fred Hemmer to bring the master plan into reality. They had a lot of cool stuff that they do in other places and very tailored to what the locals want. World-class amenities. Um, this is, these are some of them. Uh, resort pools, pickleball, tennis, lap pools, splash pads for the children. How do we up that? We did lagoons, and I'm going to skip over this video that is on here, hopefully. Um, there's a lagoon. This is a seven-acre lagoon. Uh, we've done a 15-acre lagoon, and these are inside the communities. We own them. We run them. We manage them. Yeah, the basic thing that he kept saying over and over and over again is we will bring the community what it wants, including, like, one community we built that has a farming focus. I'm in one of our communities in Pasco County. We're actually doing a community farm. Um, This is going to be a restaurant. This is going to be a farmer's market. Uh, We're partnering with uh, University of Florida. They're going to actually do some classes and teach there of of how you do farming um, as part of their program in Gainesville. Or building recreational space but not putting in ball fields and tennis courts, building it the way the locals want it for something completely different. We've got 70 miles of trails in this 6,000-acre community that we own. Um, bike trails uh, county came to us and said we want a regional park so we don't want ball fields we don't want soccer fields let's do something innovative and different and they accepted it we contributed three million dollars to the construction of this park but this is more rural kayaking fishing camping fields where you can enjoy throwing a frisbee or just laying around with your family but it's different it's innovative and it's not what the norm is 
this is what we do. And they do apparently do it a lot. And so I, they sound very appealing to me. Obviously, Fred Hemmer is the one that has come with the most serious offer and being willing to follow the master plan. And so they were talking about what to do with that. And somebody kind of came at the last minute and said, hey, hey, hey we want to be a part, which is kind of been par for the course in this OLF8. I'll tell you how this all turned out in just a second. Jake's got traffic on the fives. All right, this traffic report brought to you by Pensacola Habitat for Humanity. We're looking good on our roadways. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. No delays on Burgess or Olive. Highway 90 coming out of Pilton. Uh, Milton through Pace <laughs> this morning. Oh, I like that, Pilton. That's good. Pilton. Um, <laughs> you know, when you're in middle, in the middle of Milton Mason and Pace. Pilton. Pilton. Um, Highway 90 is good. Uh, Lillian Jackson, Navy, New Warrington, all accident-free on the west side. If you see anything out there slowing you down, let me know. 437-1620. You can call or text that number. Pensacola Habitat for Humanity Restore, featuring unbeatable prices on home repair needs, furnishings, appliances, flooring, paint, and more. Restore, corner of 9th and Creighton Road. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Yeah, so the county commissioners said, uh, look, yeah, let's give them two weeks to negotiate a deal because, you know, one of the issues is what's the total asking price uh, or purchase price uh, for the non-250 acres that the county is going to hold back for job development, you know, economic uh, development. The um, asking price, how much money goes as an actual earnest payment and what's the due diligence time? It looks like we're going to get six months on that, but the question is how much money are they actually paying in order to make this all happen? So those are the terms that um, Allison Rogers, county attorney, and Wes Moreno, the county minister, are going to work out with them over the next two weeks, hopefully. Uh, but there is one thing about this whole OLF8 project that I just want to bring up, and that's the question of is it going to have been financially a benefit to us or not? Jeff Bergash kind of explained the numbers. It'll be a grand slam home run. We spent $18.5 million. We've recouped four point two already. You know, we've got about a little bit over $14 million, um, if we're able to realize an offer at 21 22 I don't know what number they're going to come back with. We'll have that windfall of money. To we're, not gonna realize, we're not going to realize 21 or 22 well, We're either going to realize zero or we're going to realize a, a number bigger than that. Well, we'll okay. I mean, we'll have to see what happens, right? But, but whatever that number is, Stephen, whatever, yeah. we, whatever we agree and whatever we vote to do, that money is going to immediately pour into our districts for all these lingering legacy infrastructure uh, shortcomings that are that we that we each have, and it's going to be a tremendous windfall for the citizens, and it's going to be a win. Like you, there were a lot of naysayers in 2018 and 19. Oh, it's yeah. a boondoggle. You're never going to do it. You're never going to finish the field in Santa Rosa. We finished it. It's world class. Go look at it. Okay, so it's we, it's better than we were expecting, and we're still keeping 250 acres, but the math doesn't work. Only in this way. He keeps saying that we're $14 million in because we sold $4 million of it to, to um, uh, Navy Federal. We're four mil- $14 million in, and if we get $21 million, that looks like we're up seven. Yeah, but 2016 and 17 and 18 dollars versus today dollars in construction costs. Right? $14 million in the interim would now be more like, what, 30 if you take costs into account, right? And how much, for example, doing drainage projects with that money would cost us back then versus now. So the math is not quite as obvious as Commissioner Bragash is saying. I'm not saying it's a boondoggle or a loss or anything like that. I'm just saying the math of we're 14 in and if we make 21, we're up seven. That's not accurate because it's then dollars versus now dollars. Uh, David Wayne, I give you a very short time here, but do you have a headline for me? Yes, a uh, Republican lawmaker in Alabama has now filed a bill which would protect in vitro fertilization providers from liability. Alabama Senator uh, Tim Melson filed an IVF bill yesterday. Of course, this was after the Supreme Court decision there that ruled frozen embryos were considered children. Uh, Melson's new bill would protect IVF providers in the state from criminal charges and civil lawsuits.
Very good, David. Thanks so much. Oh, somebody texted in about your the, the Pilton thing. The place between Pace and Melton is P Ridge. <laughs> we know he knows. That's not the issue. Oh man, it's it's a good morning. Coming up in just a minute, we're gonna talk to um, executive director for ECUA, Bruce Woody, and of course Dave will have your local news right after Fox. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. We're going to make America great again, greater than ever before. Former President Trump calling into a Republican watch party in Grand Rapids, Michigan, celebrating another primary win over Nikki Haley. She wins two delegates to Trump's nine. More are awarded at caucuses in Michigan Saturday. President Biden wins the Democrats' primary in Michigan with 81% of the vote, 13% voting uncommitted. The Supreme Court hears a challenge today to a 2018 ban on bump stocks. A bump stock is an accessory attached to a semi-automatic rifle that focuses the firearm's recoil to make the firearm move around the pull trigger, allowing for faster successive firing. Firearms instructor Michael Cargill sued after surrendering his bump stocks, saying if Congress wanted to ban the devices, they should have passed a law like they did in the 1980s regarding automatic rifles. Fox's Evan Brown, the bump stock ban was in response to a man killing 58 people in Las Vegas, firing from a hotel suite, wounding hundreds. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631. It's News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne, 70 degrees. It uh, is mostly cloudy this morning in Pensacola. Testimony expected to last through Thursday in the trial pitting Escambia County Commissioners against the Clerk of Courts and Comptroller Pam Childers. At the center of that dispute is payments to local retirement accounts. She's been withholding for Commissioners Stephen Barry, Lumen May, and Robert Bender. She believes those are illegal. The annual payments would amount to over $54,000 each in taxpayer funds. Yesterday, County Attorney Allison Rogers was asked about a commission on ethics meeting she attended along with Commissioner Barry about the issue. Now, this is an ethics opinion that you and Commissioner Barry obtained from the Commission on Ethics about settlement uh, for Commissioner Barry's position that, but for lack of information, he would have had taxpayer dollars deposited into his private retirement account. The question was whether or not he, under the Code of Ethics, would be allowed to bring forward his proposal. (laughs) The county filed that lawsuit in 2022 after Childers started blocking the payments. Well, Randy Jorgensen is back as Milton City's manager, at least on an interim basis. Monday, the council there voted to bring him back as an independent contractor for six months. He'll be making $12,000 per month. I don't think we should be paying somebody $12,000 a month to work 20 hours a week. This is what I'll say about that, Mike. Uh, I've seen Randy Jorgensen work. He's coming in back as a city manager. He fully understands that. And I promise you, he's going to be working over 40 hours a week. That exchange between Councilman Mike Cusack and Jeff Snow, should the city terminate Jorgensen's contract early, he would be entitled to two months severance. For $24,000, the move comes as Jorgensen retired in September. His replacement, Scott Collins, resigned after five months on the job. Well, Matt Gates and Donald Trump Jr. held a rally last night in Pensacola. You see it here, the, the, the patriotism that exudes from this part of the state. They're going to show up anyway, but I think we've actually backfilled a lot of what was lacking in other parts of the state. Yeah. That, you know, ho- hopefully we don't need to depend on you guys. We want you to show up, obviously, but we just want it to be a landslide rather than something we're thinking is even close. 
And, of course, uh, support for Donald Trump in November. One of the biggest topics last night, they also discussed small business, the military, the economy. The rally was held at the Wharf Waterfront Event Center on Palafox. A 14-year-old student who allegedly attacked an Escambia school district bus driver facing a felony charge. In the case, Escambia County Sheriff Chip Simmons tells Channel 3 the student is charged with a third-degree felony battery for the incident, which took place last Wednesday at Bellevue Middle School. Simmons says the student got on the bus with an open container, sat in a seat despite the driver saying it wasn't allowed. And when the driver told the student the school dean was on the way, the student allegedly attacked the driver. Whether it's in a school bus, whether it's in a school, or whether it's just in a community, uh, that small disagreements or small, you know, uh, incidents that can escalate into into violence, and um, we we see that quite a bit because we get called to all of them in, in within Escambia County. The school district has said there is video footage that's, however, not going to be released to the public. 635 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Jake, what are you seeing? I'm not seeing anything out there on our roadways to report this morning. I-10 and I-110 look like they're at posted speeds. Highway 98 east and westbound through Gulf Breeze and Navarre. No accidents reported. Davis Highway is clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Brent, and Fairfield. We're looking good from 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W. Uh, Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic Highway and Summit Boulevard also not showing any problems. If you do see anything out there slowing you down on our roadways, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That number is 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. And now our Channel 3 forecast. We will have a cloudy day today with temperatures warming up near 75 degrees. Some showers possible as you go into the afternoon and evening. 30% chance of rain. Temperatures overnight dropping near 51. For Thursday, cloudy skies high near 64. Low on Thursday night near 58 degrees. More showers and thunderstorms move in on Friday morning. 70% chance of rain with a high near 68. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Right now, 69 in Pensacola, 67 in Gulf Breeze, 68 in Milton. Your next news at 7. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Apple has canceled its plans to build an electric car. The secretive effort employed thousands of workers. Many of these team members who were on the project are expected to shift to a generative artificial intelligence team. The company has other automotive-related projects, including the infotainment CarPlay software, which is installed in 80% of new vehicles. Toyota is recalling over 380,000 2022 and 2023 Tacoma midsize pickup trucks to fix potential problems with the vehicle's rear. Welding debris left on the rear axle during manufacturing could cause retaining bolts to loosen over time and fall off. Toyota said the scenario could affect the stability and brake performance of the vehicle, increasing the risk of a crash. Owners of the recalled trucks will be notified via mail by late April. Stock futures are slightly lower as investors await fresh inflated inflation data this week. That's your money now. For John's 60th birthday, his family planned to drive down old Route 66. But the trip took a detour when his wife got sick with RSV. It's a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems and hospitalizations. This year, we don't want to cancel our plans. We're protecting ourselves with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. 
Abrisvo, a vaccine to prevent lower respiratory disease from RSV in people 60 years and older. It's not for everyone and may not protect all who receive it. Don't get Abrisvo if you've had an allergic reaction to its ingredients. A weakened immune system may decrease your response. Most common side effects are tiredness, headache, injection site pain, and muscle pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisvo.com. So don't wait. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine of Brisvo, because every breath matters. The cost of health care is all in the news. Tune in this morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel, as ProHealth will be the guest, and we'll be discussing how the ProHealth Medical Membership Program can help you take out the stress and cost of health care. That's this morning at 9, as ProHealth will be the guest on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. Are you ready for a triple dose of wit, insight, and laughter? Tune in to News Radio Pensacola for the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show from 11 to 2. Your daily dose of engaging conversation and hilarious banter. Join Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins as they tackle the biggest news stories, pop culture moments, and everything in between. They'll keep you entertained, informed, and laughing out loud from start to finish. Don't miss a minute of the fun. Tune in to the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show, 11 till 2 on News Radio Pensacola. here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Oh, by the way, two quick corrections. Number one, the trial, uh, the 401A ICMA, uh, Scambia County Commissioner's Retirement Plan versus Clerk of the Court Pam Childers and, and uh, Comptroller, um, was not held in Okaloosa. It was held here. It just was an Okaloosa judge, so I kind of misdescribed that. The other is um, I didn't give appropriate credit to Studio 850, John Singley, good friend who did go and cover at least some of the second day of the trial, and so that's where our news department had grabbed some of that audio. So I apologize for failing to give him the appropriate credit he deserves for being the only one who went and recorded it and provided it for the rest of us, so I appreciate that. Uh, joining us now, we have Bruce Woody, ECUA Executive Director, joins us every month after they have their meeting and make their decisions. Bruce, welcome back to the show, sir. Well, good morning, Andrew. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Uh, we are we are having all kinds of fun problems today, <laughs> so but we're just, we're still doing what we're doing, of course, as you know. That's the stuff you have to deal with. Uh, what did you guys do yesterday? Um, I, I guess one of the things that you guys are working on is ongoing construction projects, the kind of thing that people don't think about when they think about water and sewage and you know recycling, but it's pretty important stuff to maintain the infrastructure, right? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, one of the most important projects we do each year uh, is uh, rehabilitation of the, the uh, infrastructure. You know, there's 
millions of uh, feet, thousands of miles of uh, sewer out in our system, and uh, a lot of it is really getting old, uh, and it's important to uh, continue to reinvest to uh, maintain that infrastructure. One of the things we do to help uh, maintain that and to keep um, groundwater and stormwater out of the system so that we're only pumping uh, wastewater to reduce cost uh, is to line the inside of sewers, uh, repair and rehabilitate manholes, et cetera, and we spend over $10 million a year doing that function alone. Uh, in the last six months of uh, 2023, uh, we uh, replaced uh, 268 manholes and lined over 16,000 feet of uh, sewer main. Uh, and we cleaned over a million feet of uh, sewer main. Those are mundane sounding uh, uh, jobs and responsibilities, uh, but they are still expensive and they still vital to uh, make sure that we have a good functioning uh, system for our customers. Yeah, and I, I mean, I know like in our neighborhood, we live by the Carpenter Creek, and I know y'all had come through and done a lot of stuff there for quite a long time. Everything from, you know, replacing physical infrastructure that you can see or putting liners in to bolster the interior of pipes that might be old. And as you say, to prevent intrusion from stormwater, I would presume, and you tell me if I'm wrong, that to one degree, you're going to prevent stormwater from getting in, but if stormwater can get in, that means sewer can get out, and that's just as problematic, if not more so, right? Uh, certainly, that's the biggest concern in terms of uh, environmental damage. Uh, when there's damaged pipe, that is less frequently a problem. It's really the uh, the inflow of uh, groundwater, particularly in, in an area where groundwater's uh, often so high. Oh, that, that makes that sense. Yeah, when it, when it rains, sometimes the, the flow in a sewer can go up by multiples of 10 to 15. Oh, um, wow. And that occurs not only with spending a lot of energy to process water that shouldn't be in the system, it also increases the, the risk that somebody can have a wastewater backup because there's literally just too much much uh, liquid running system. Oh, see, that makes perfect sense to me. It's like, you know, people who've had basements and, you know, flood flooding areas, the water wants to intrude into your basement, right? Well, your pipes are underground. Water wants to intrude into your pipes. And if it does so to such a degree that it backs up the system, that means that people can't. Ha- I mean, that all I'd never thought about the, the physics of all that, but that makes perfect sense. So I'm glad, <laughs> you know, I'm glad that you're working on that. Um, one of the things I'm also kind of curious about is the long-term consequences of what like happened in Flint with the pipe quality. And I know we have old pipes, you know, the city has very old pipes and upgrading those over time. But what have we been doing in Florida to make sure that pipes are safe, intact, and aren't going to have any of the problems that they had like from lead in, in Flint? Yeah. First, first and foremost, we put a um, chemical called orthophosphate uh, into our drinking water system uh, that creates a kind of a coating on the inside of a pipe and prevents uh, materials from the pipe itself from uh, leaching into the, the water. That was the problem in Flint, Michigan. They changed their water source, water source uh, and then uh, changed their chemical addition. That's what really created the, the lead pipe problem. Uh, in that community. Plus, of course, they had uh, a high presence of uh, lead pipes uh, in that particular community as well. Uh, one of the reactions the EPA is doing is not only, of course, continuing to uh, require the use of orthophosphate, uh, more importantly, it's passed a new lead and copper rule that requires all 
public and private utilities to do an inventory of their entire system and identify where there may or may not be uh, lead pipe and uh, there's a certain course of, act, of action based on what is found. So we're in the middle of doing our inventory. Fortunately, this community uh, doesn't have a history of uh, having lead pipe. Uh, the only times or in the past where we have found lead pipe or sometimes connections I would use a short section of uh, lead um, on the private property owner side between uh, the connection, connecting pipe and, and our main. But uh, as our staff have found those, we've taken those out over the years, uh, going back clear into the 40s and 50s. So, okay. Um, we're actually in pretty very good shape in this community. I, I in the ECUA service. I have a follow-up on that, but hang on for just a second. We got Jake here with Traffic sure. on the Fives. We're talking to the executive director of ECUA, Bruce Woody. Jake? Uh, this traffic report brought to you by Fresh from Florida. I'm not seeing anything out there on our roadways slowing us down. Uh, looks like Highway 98 is good. Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace is accident-free, and Highway 29 is uh, flowing smoothly through Inslee and Cantonment right now. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can let us know. Call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. Meal planning is work, so let Fresh from Florida help. Learn what's in season and browse hundreds of recipes at freshfromflorida.com. Eat healthier with Fresh from Florida. There's sunshine in every bite. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, back to Bruce Woody, the Executive Director at the Emerald Coast Utilities Authority. I just want to make sure I understand what you're saying. The um, uh, You put a chemical in the... I mean, this is not in drinking water. This is in sewer pipes only that would help there be a coating if there is lead that it would come in contact with that and create a coating to prevent lead from leaching. into. The, it doesn't seem like you'd have... That would be in drinking water, wouldn't it? Because you wouldn't need that in the wastewater pipe so much. Or you tell me. I mean, I don't know how this is all working, but I'm learning a lot. So go ahead. Sure. Sorry for the confusion. No, this is in the drinking water. System. It is in the drink water. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Okay. Yes, drinking water system. We had uh, worked with phosphate. So uh, that. So that's it. Like, is, is, is it in my? It's in my glass when I'm drinking the water. Then, because it would have to be right. Um, in very low concentrations. Yes. Okay. In very low concentrations. It's a, it's it's um, it's a common it's commonly used in all uh, water utilities. Okay, and unless I happen to have lead in my digestive system, it's not going to coat me with anything. <laughs> no, you don't need it. <laughs> okay, just, that. <laughs> because that's the part that I heard. And I'm like, well, how does that work? That's kind of interesting. All right, very good. Um, one of the other things. Oh, I had wanted to ask you the Barcus, uh, Barcus, uh, the Bayou Marcus facility. Um, where are we at on that, on getting that boardwalk and stuff done? Uh, thank you for asking. We received very favorable uh, bids on that project. Actually, we were initially going to offer or just do two phases this year and a third phase next year, but our uh, bids were so competitive, we're going to go ahead and award all three phases. That will probably be taken to the board at their, for board in their March um, board meeting. So uh, by April, May, by the time the contractor gets his materials ordered and delivered, that's when construction will start. The boardwalk will always remain open, although phases of it, sections of it will be closed while they're working on that particular section, then we'll rotate. We want to maintain uh, uh, at least a portion of the boardwalk open at all times. And it'll take just almost a year. Uh, it's almost a $4 million project altogether to replace uh, all of that. Uh, boardwalk surfacing and railing, uh, as well as make some repairs to some uh, piping that uh, we also use the boardwalk for that the public doesn't see underneath the system. 
And then the last thing is uh, you guys have made some changes to how the opinions page works on your website. Is that right? Like where people can make comments? Um, um, that's actually the uh, page that uh, you and I were talking about earlier is the page that uh, our customers use for uh, making their payments. Oh. Uh, we're making an investment. Uh, then about 90 days from now, we'll have an all-new uh, look on that page. Uh, it'll be a lot more uh, easy to navigate. Uh, you'll have access directly to PDF copies of your old past bills that you can review. And all the payment options will be uh, easier to use. We'll also be adding PayPal and some other payment methods as well. So okay. we're trying to improve uh, the services for our customers. Very good. Uh, Bruce Woody, he is the executive director at the Emerald Coast Utilities Authority, he joins us every month right after we have a board meeting and gives us kind of an update on what your money is doing in this public utility that operates as an, you know, it's a government entity that you elect, right? Uh, and, you know, you don't like Bruce, but you elect the um, uh, the board members who then obviously have hired Bruce. Uh, Bruce, thank you so much for the time, as always. And look, thank you for the drinking water and the sewer management and picking up my trash uh, every week. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you, Andrew. At 6.50 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Hi, it's Best Marks with Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor. I want to read a little letter that I got from a wonderful friend. And she said, oh, my gosh, wow, Best, you and the Lazy Boy design team, you nailed it. We love it. We just can't believe it's ours. And that's what we call a standing ovation for our design team. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Mobile, Pensacola, and Spanish Fort. Just like a picture out of a magazine. You love your car or truck, right? We love it too. This is Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories. For a cooler summer and protections from harmful UV rays, we'll tint the windows. For safety and security, we have alarms, backup cameras, and dash cams. And for the most beautiful vehicle on the block, our full detailing service will make it look brand new. We have so many custom accessories, it's impossible to list them all here. So come see us at Mike Ryan's Truck and Auto Accessories on Industrial Boulevard at W Street, just north of Marcus Point Baptist Church. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins from 11 till 2 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. National average for gallon of gas, 329. Florida average is 333. So, wow, we've gone up. Three cents uh, as a differential since yesterday. Mississippi is 285 and California is 470. I thought we were going to get cheaper prices. What happened? 315 uh, east at, uh, is that the Walmart? In, uh, no, that is the Thumberland Farms in uh, Gulf Free, uh, sorry, in uh, Navarre. Lord, what's, we're having a day. 295 west at the Walmart and uh, 309 at the um, Sefco up 87. Uh, 295 at the foot of the Garcon Point Bridge. Pie pricing 314 in the Gulf 
Freeze proper area. Raceway in Milton, 294. P Ridge, Murphy, 294, 299. At a couple of stations getting through pace. Get on a nine mile in Pensacola, and uh, the Walmart there has a uh, price that's not showing. 296. Same at the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29. Coming in from the southwest side, 295 at a couple of stations on pace. 653 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. We've got David Wayne in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Well, Pope Francis is back at the Vatican this morning after he was taken to the to a hospital in Rome earlier. The pontiff had skipped a reading today to his general audience. President Biden will be issuing an executive order to that's aimed at protecting Americans' personal data from data brokers and nations the government considers hostile. The order will direct the Department of Justice and the Department of Homeland Security to craft new regulations and set higher security standards. And the U.S. Army is cutting 24,000 jobs. A new Army document says that jobs are being cut as the Pentagon shifts away from the war against terrorism and instead focuses on countering Chinese and Russian forces. The job cuts will reduce the number of soldiers from an estimated 494,000 to 470,000. About 3,000 positions will be cut from special operations forces. The Army Chief of Staff told reporters on Tuesday the reductions are coming from areas that, in his words, are not going to make us successful on the battlefield. I'm Michael Kastner. So interesting to see the Army cutting jobs. At a time of such global stability. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we've got two hot wars and a pending. Uh, but sure, let's let's downsize. <laughs> I mean, listen, the military for them to say they're not really in useful positions, and so we don't need to keep staffing those positions. I'm I'm actually on board with the military trimming a little bit of unnecessary, but it reads to me more like this. You know, we've been having some trouble recruiting and retaining. So maybe we just say this is what we can work with. Yeah, that's how I exactly. Read it. What, that, that's what, how I'd see it as well. Okay, so as opposed to the most appropriate size force for the challenges we're facing, maybe this is the anyway. All right, take what we can get, I guess. Yeah, and then call it our goal. You know, yeah, exactly. I, if, if 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 you can't make the high jump, you just make the low jump and say that's what you're aiming at anyway. Right? So, that's okay. 6.55 on Is that too jaded? Sorry, it's a little early. Uh, Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? Oh, we're looking great on our roadways. Not seeing any issues. No traffic uh, accidents reported by FHP. No congestion on the Google Maps here. It looks like I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Looking good on Burgess and Olive. Looking good from 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W Street. Highway 29 is accident-free from the Atmore cutoff in Molino through Cantonment. Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace, no accidents there. And if you're on Highway 98 this morning, east and westbound through Gulf Breeze and Navarre, no issues reported. If you do see anything out there slowing you down on our roadways, you can call or text our traffic tip line. That number is 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Oh, the text I'm getting in from people are like, yeah, yeah, you kind of figured that one out, Andrew, on the size of the military. And I still just like... At this time of great global stability, let's reduce our military. Sure. Okay. All right. I see the logic in that. Anyway, <laughs> so, oh, somebody also texts in, um, you know, Andrew, there was a time when gas was cheaper, a time when we had a different president, a time when we might have in the future that same president again. No, fair. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. And energy policy matters. You deal with it every time you go to the pump. So the Supreme Court today is going to be hearing oral arguments over the bump stock ban that went into place under Trump that uh, following the Las Vegas shooting where, you know, of course, so many people were killed by the use of a bump stock uh, device or several of them anyway. And here's what became interesting about this case to me is 
I think that function, the whole issue is what constitutes a machine gun. And the ATF changed the rule and said that bump stocks function as a machine gun, therefore they're banned, therefore you've got to get rid of them. And I agree in philosophy. I think that a bump stock turns your semi-automatic rifle into the functional equivalent of a slow machine gun, okay? Instead of being, it's, I mean, just, but functionally, multiple shots for holding the trigger down once. Here's the thing, though. If you look at the definition, you like that sound effect? If you look at the definition of machine gun, it specifically says single pull of the trigger. And that is not what happens in a bump stock. A bump stock uses your finger as a resistance mechanism, which the gun then pushes itself into repeatedly so that you're actually pulling the trigger over and over and over again, only doing it without having to move your finger. So when it says by a single function of the trigger as the definition of of a machine gun or automatic weapon, that's not how it works. So this is a weird case where I actually kind of agree with the principle of the rule, but yet I think they're going to lose because a bump stock does not fit the definition. Now they can change the definition, but they didn't, and that's the problem. 659 here on News Radio 92.3. All right, Jake, time for future news. We just were talking about it. Uh, the bump stocks. Uh, will will the bump stock ban stay, or will the judge rule that it's the bump stock is not actually covered under the prohibition? Hopefully they will say it's not covered. I, th- I think they will say it's not covered, even though I kind of like a world where there's not bump stocks. Oh, right? yeah. Um, the other one is, will the commissioners lose, or will Pam Childers lose in the 401A fight? Uh, Pam Childers is going to win. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Free's Milton, Pensacola.